Welcome, everyone, to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are having a super blessed day. Truly, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Dr. Maggie Cook who has one of the most inspirational stories that I have ever heard. She grew up in an orphanage with 68 brothers and sisters in the Mexico mountains, and she has overcome so much adversity in her life to then go on to find and found Maggie's Fresh Salsa, which sold to Campbell's Soup for $231 million. She now is on a mission to share her inspiration, her gifts with the world. She's a motivational speaker, award-winning entrepreneur, and a philanthropic giver, not to mention a happy hustler through and through. And I really enjoyed Maggie. I hope you do as well. And I hope you realize that where you start is not where you end and you just grow in your journey and gain inspiration from Maggie's journey because this is powerful. Check her out at maggiecook.com. That's M-A-G-I-E-C-O-O-K.com. She has such a powerful journey. And if you get some value from this, please just share this with one person. That's how we continue to spread this message and inspire more lives. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy SO Podcast. All right, I got to let you in on a little secret. I have a four-part stack that helps me optimize my health. And I truly subscribe to the less is more approach when it comes to supplements. But these four supplements I take regularly and they help me just vibrate high at the frequency that I desire. Now, the first one that I want to talk about is magnesium breakthrough. Actually, studies show three out of every four people are deficient in magnesium. And magnesium breakthrough has a proprietary blend of seven different forms of magnesium, all in one that help you feel more calm, sleep better, and just improve virtually every function in your body. Now, the other supplement that I like to stack with this is Collagenius, and this is an ultimate blend of mushrooms and collagen for radical neurogenesis, and it's delicious. It's like a chocolatey like powder that you can mix with water, and it goes down easy. The other two supplements that I stack with these two is Masszymes and P3OM. So Masszymes is an enzyme that's super potent. And it helps you break down and improve digestion. So if I'm eating steak or red meat or anything that might need a little bit more enzymes, I'll take masszymes prior to my meal. And it helps with nutrient absorption. And then P3OM is a prebiotic and probiotic super strain that gives you strong defense and helps promote healthy gut and immune function. So I take these four supplements every single day pretty much. And the best part is you can take them too, but at a discount. If you go to bioptimizers.com forward slash happy, that's H-A-P-P-Y. So B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash happy, a discount code will be applied for over 10% for each of these different products. So you can get the hookup on this whole four-part stack to just optimize your health. So check it out, bioptimizers.com forward slash happy. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Maggie Cook, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast, my friend. I am super excited to rock the mic with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be a very inspiring episode. I mean, you are an award-winning entrepreneur. You're an international keynote speaker. You are a powerhouse of a human who is giving back constantly with your family philanthropic efforts, but you're also a happy hustler. You founded your business, like basically with no money, no 
business, you know, foresight, and you went on to sell it to Campbell's for, I know the number, if it's okay, I'll disclose it, $231 million, but you started from such humble beginnings. You actually grew up in an orphanage with 68 brothers and sisters. I mean, in Mexico too. I mean, what an inspiring journey. I'm so excited to unpack this journey and just to shed light and, 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 and just shine your light even brighter than it already is. This is really, um, you know, such a, a powerful story of overcoming adversity. And I am excited to get into all that good stuff, Maggie. But before we do, what is something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? I am a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm, a, I'm the biggest goofball. I like to make jokes. I like to be funny. I like to jump around like a little kid. Uh, and I don't really show that side to anyone. So that's a first for me even talking about it. Okay. Hey, I like it. Thank you. I mean, you know, we hung out at a, at Bart Miller's mastermind, shout out to Bart, who's also been on the show. Um, and we just, yeah, we hit it off and I was really just impressed by you and inspired by your story. And I know the happy hustlers are going to be as well. I, I usually don't go too deep in the backstory, but this is one I just cannot overlook. Give us a little insight as to your childhood and how you got to the point where you were actually recruited by the Mexican national team to play basketball. <laughs> I mean, just walk us up, fill in the gaps from childhood to that point. Yes. So I was born in this orphanage in the mountains of Mexico. So it was just imagine for a moment being in the mountains in Mexico and not really knowing any kind of civilization for years. And you had to live with so many, so many other kids. You had to, it was sort of like, you know, college in a way, um, the way that we had to be so militarized and organized to even cook our foods, wash our clothes, do everything. And with that came a lot of uh, unfortunate things because we only had two caregivers, which were my parents and two people couldn't really watch or take care of 68 kids that were adopted no. or much less 200 other kids who lived in the same household, wow. uh, which was huge. And one of the, deepest things that I will never forget is being really hungry and hungry for like, like two or three weeks because we didn't have food. So I became a hunter and my brothers and I would hunt at night with, um, with nets and with spotlights and we would use a knife to hunt our prey. And that's how we ate for the longest time. And, uh, talk about happy hustler. I was like, <laughs> I built this cave on the side of a mountain and I was meditating and to, to feel happy even then, I didn't realize what I was doing, but it was a secret hiding place for me to visualize myself um, as a super successful woman with long hair, even though I have short hair and um, <laughs> heels and a dress behind a mahogany desk. And I was doing these things. And I think uh, I think everybody has a choice in life. And for mm. me, my choice was to use my mind to see myself in a different place, even though it was very painful in some instances. But mm. definitely, I feel like it saved me. And one of the the things that came up in my life with the Mexican national team is that I saw basketball because soccer was the, the the sport that everybody played. And because basketball was something new, I thought that, oh, my gosh, I'm going to like jump on it just like an entrepreneur. I'm going to jump on something new and see if this will actually will be my ticket out of here. Mm. And I started practicing in junior high, high school. Um with like a thing blindfolded and I would imagine all these people coming at me. So I got really, really good. They got that I got recruited to play for the Mexican Mexican national uh, team in Mexico city. And you have to understand that I'm only five foot one, five foot two. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, I think I was fast and, and that's why they were very interested. And I had some skill, but all that I just learned from a little black and white TV, watching Michael Jordan play, when I was younger in school, that's how we didn't have TV at the orphanage. So that's where that, that journey sort of began. Mm. Um, the biggest thing for me when I got recruited to play basketball for the Mexican national team was when I went to Mexico city with my caregiver, my, my father, and they really wanted me. So they sent me um, an invitation to come play, but they said, we'll let you know when. 
And I remember waiting for like three months or something like that. And one day my caregiver brings out a football, American football and has my brothers and I start to play and I break my collarbone. Mm. And the first thing I did is I went to him who he was a doctor and he tells me he was really rough. He stretched my back and he said, your dreams are over. And I remember crying a little bit and, and being upset. But then I went like this with my fist and I said, no, I believe I choose to believe that um, if if this has happened to me, there must be something, but there's got to be something better. Come on. Mm. Like I was just telling them. And I think it really hit the third day after that happened, because that's when I got, we got the call from the Mexican national team and uh, and it was really, really hard. But four months later, my parents took a bus with all my 68 siblings, the adopted ones, because that's the only way they could cross them through the U S and we got invited to a picnic in West Virginia And they did that to raise funds for the orphanage. And we came to that picnic. There was a basketball court and I started to play. And there happened to be the coach of the University of Charleston. And she saw me play. And she told my father, I want her to come play for me in a scholarship. And this is one of the reasons why I'm here today. But the thing that I want to point out is that if I would have believed my caregiver, who was also a doctor and not played that day, Mm. I would still probably be in Mexico. Yeah. But I think I really believe that it's choices that define us. Mm-hmm. And it's also um, mindset and intuition. Like if you really truly love what you do and aspire to be somebody, don't let anything stop you. Even a doctor that tells you, right, that it's over. Yeah. Um, you have a power within you that's so much bigger than you know, than you think. And I think we all have that responsibility to uplift our lives so that we can be something bigger than bigger than ourselves that in turn really make help make an impact impact in this world. Oh, so well said. And I mean, what an inspiring journey. Like I can only imagine, you know, what you have seen and been through. And, you know, I've spent time in Mexico, in Colombia, in Thailand, and in Brazil and some of these favelas. And, you know, I, I've volunteered at orphanages. I, I can only imagine like that being the constant day to day and what that actually will do. It could, it could be a positive as you made it or a complete negative in your life. Like you you made that choice, as you said, to overcome that adversity. But I don't think a lot of people actually do choose to overcome Mm -hmm they succumb to their circumstances. And I'd like to just pause and and reflect there. When you are faced with adversity, what is your mindset? Because you faced more adversity than probably most humans will ever face. What is your Mm -hmm. mindset when adversity does strike and how do you recommend overcoming it? Mm -hmm. When adversity strikes, I always say I'm thankful and grateful for it. Mm. And I asked my question, what does this situation have to teach me? Because I really believe that the greater the adversity, the greater the transformation into becoming something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's so, so well said. I mean, it's like it's happening for you, not to you. I know that's like a complete paradigm shift if you can just okay, this is happening for me. I have to see the silver lining. And oftentimes it's very difficult in the moment to see the silver lining. Like, you know, you had your cave and you escaped to it and you meditated and you found, you know, Mm -hmm. happiness in, in a different way. But it's oftentimes difficult. I just think it's such a powerful reminder, though, to really understand that this adversity will ultimately make you stronger and it's a part of your journey. Um, Wow. So in terms of you getting the scholarship and you playing, you know, college basketball in, in the United States. How'd you get into the salsa business? Let's hear this this part because this is really when you started your entrepreneurial journey. And I'd love to get there because I know a lot of the happy hustlers out there are entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. I mean, you started with nothing. You just, you know, tell tell the story about this. Yes. Uh, so I went to college in the U.S. when I got a scholarship and. When I was in college, I 
started making this fresh salsa and all my friends loved it. And then they told my teachers and my teachers would ask me to bring it to class. So it became very popular. And, uh, but when I graduated college, I couldn't find a job because in West Virginia, they were only at like one or two firms that were interior design firms. And that was my degree and I couldn't find a job. So I became homeless and I remember living out of, out of my station wagon and then the engine blew up. So then I took my stuff and I was living in the forest or in, in the streets until somebody found me from the university. Her name was Donna and they gave me a place to stay. But I think in those moments of feeling like in the street were the biggest, most precious moments to connecting to that higher power that we have, like God, mm -hmm. the universe, whatever you want to call it. Because it made me have a feeling that, gosh, I actually feel free. Like I have nothing to worry about. You know, I still have my ramen noodles, my couple cents. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was eating uh, and it, back then they were very cheap. Uh, and I was thinking, I have nothing to worry about. And I think when, when I started letting go is when everything started happening for me. Mm. And um, I got a place to stay. My friends entered me into a salsa contest that I had no idea until I got a call. So <laughs> I went to perform the contest with other um, American people there. Um, all of them brought like a Tostitos type of like cooked salsa. I brought a fresh, fresh pico de gallo salsa, which nobody knew about. Mm. And... I won the entire contest by unanimous vote and that was my aha moment. And I thought maybe this is something that I should pursue. Mm. And at that time, uh, somebody gifted me $800 to start this salsa. And I made a decision and a commitment to really research if this was going to work or not. And because the demand was so high, the issue that I had was fresh salsa wasn't really known. So there was a, um, there was like people weren't initially open in the market because I, I once I sat down and I started making calls to the supermarkets, I got 90 rejections. They're like, what's fresh salsa? What is that? <laughs> and I really understood the. I mean, I, I, I will be very honest. I felt like I wanted to quit at some point because I had no help, no support. Nobody was on my side. Everybody was telling me because once you do you make a decision to step into your genuine self you're going to get resistance from people. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you, no, you can't do it. What, are, what are you, who do you think you are? Um, even like the dressing part of it, like I decided to become, so I started dressing differently. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you, you're weird. Like all these things. And you, the more have to believe in yourself. Mm. And sometimes you need just a little bit of proof. You need to find that proof. For me, the proof was people love the products and they kept asking for them. So that was my, 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 my proof, my belief to just keep moving forward. And I can't imagine if I wouldn't have continued to pursue that where I'd be today. Yeah. Because when I made a decision to, after I got the 90 rejections and my friends were telling me, you should quit, get a job. You don't know what you're doing. And even talking to manufacturers about how they got their products in the stores, they would tell me, took us five years. They're not, they're not going to listen to you. You're basically nobody. And, um, I remember sitting the next day because I put the list down the previous day and I took that list and I turned it upside down because I had categorized the, the stores from the smallest to the largest. And at the top now was the Whole Foods Markets, the largest organic retail in the United States. And I remember picking up the phone and I was so scared and I was telling myself, I hope I didn't, they don't answer. I hope they don't answer. <laughs> and I remember getting on the phone calling it was a voice message and i was like yes and i said hey my name is maria magdalena de la cruz garcia i have an awesome pico de gallo de salsa i think you guys would love it and i hang up and the next day i got a call from it was 6 p.m from a guy he says hey is this maggie i said yeah he says this is eric with whole foods and i'm going oh my gosh <laughs> he said uh he said, we heard of you. We, we want to know more of you. When can you come? And they met the next day at 9 a.m. I wow. said, I'll be there. So I literally went to the kitchen, made salsa, packed the car, drove eight hours, met with them. Wow. Long story short, the rest is history for me because at that meeting, they asked me, I, I, they, they asked me that they wanted to distribute my products. This is for the whole Mid-Atlantic for Whole Foods. Wow. And I said, well, how much do you need? And they said, well, your first order is going to be 10,000 pounds of salsa. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And how? And 
at that time I was making about 250 pounds of salsa per week to, for my friends. That was just one week supply of salsa for Whole Foods. And that oh. year we went from making $12,000 a year to $1.9 million just with Whole Foods because wow. I had the courage to follow my intuition and keep pushing forward no matter what. Oh. But I tell you one thing, yeah. it all comes down to why. Mm. If you don't have a strong enough why, you won't have the fire, the passion to jump in on board into your own mission that you want to fulfill. It has to be so strong. It has to be internal, mm -hmm. not external. The stronger it is, if you basically, if you can, if you have that strong enough, why you can deal with any what? Mm. Yeah, powerful. Anyone, I mean, no matter. <laughs> that that's the truth, though. Your why is to, your fuel to your fire. I mean, and you will inevitably face adversity. But your why will be able to hopefully supersede it if it's strong enough, right? And I know yes. your your why is deeply rooted in your background, obviously, but also in your your giving philanthropic humanitarian efforts, right? And I want to get yes. into that as well. But I I do want to kind of mm -hmm. stick with this, you know, evolution of your business because here you are, you know how to make great salsa, but did you know how to run a business is the question. And my, I mean, the, you're shaking your head. No, for everyone just listening to the audio, but like, that's the question is like, okay, how do I now run a business and work on profit margins and in my balance sheet? And you know, this, like, how do I do that part? Talk to us about like some of the growing pains and maybe like the greatest lesson you learned from scaling that business. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that I'm going to tell you is that I didn't have, I took one business class in college and that's it. And <laughs> I started reaching out for help and I couldn't get help. So I stopped reaching for help and I, that's something I'll never do. So if you are wanting to succeed at something, never stop asking for help. Mm. My main research source was Google. Mm. Uh, and that's how I started everything. And that's how I started to scale. But I, if I would have reached out to people, even after I got so many rejections, I, I believe strongly that my business would have been at even bigger heights than it ended up being. Mm. Uh, but the, the scaling, all that was baby steps of courage every single day. Mm. The team, everybody. Uh, and, and the biggest thing for me, it, the, how... The thing that made it so much easier to scale is making sure everybody that came in to be a part of my experience, my company was all part of the same why. So I married them into my why. Mm. Um, you know, I'll tell you a, a quick story that I think everybody will appreciate. When I started the second week of making salsa, I realized that I couldn't do it by myself. I, yeah. You know, sixty thousand tomatoes to cut. I couldn't do it, <laughs> no. so I called. I I called the small business administration and I said, "Hey, I need twenty people." As so I ca made the calculations, uh, can you help? And they're like, "No, we talk to the state. They'll have what you need." And I, so I called the state and I said, "Hey, I need twenty people." They said, "Oh yeah, no problem. I'll, we'll have twenty people for you tomorrow." And I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Because um, I've never hired people, and I remember I rented a little room and. The 20 guys came in. They were mostly guys. And I sat them down and I was like, hey, guys, my name is Maggie Cook. I have this awesome pico de gallo de salsa. You guys have no idea. It's so good. And look, Whole Foods, you guys know who, who Whole Foods is? They want it. And I believe that I believe that I believe with my whole heart that we're going to make it the largest fresh salsa company in the U.S. And you guys are going to help me take it there. That was the beginning. Hmm. Because every day. During lunch, we would always, I would buy them food and we would always talk about how we could improve the production process and we would reiterate the why. Mm. And one day we were having a conversation at lunch and we, our conference room was outside in the rocks, in the dirt, because <laughs> there's these nice. rocks that you could sit on. And uh, yeah, and so everybody went in except for this gentleman. He was an African-American guy and he stayed behind and I said, I I said, are you okay? Everything okay? He said, yes, Maggie. I just wanted to talk to you. He said, I, I just wanted to tell you that 
thank you so much for hiring me. And he had his hand on his chest and he said, uh, nobody else would hire me. I just came out of prison and I did this, this and that. And I was like, la, la. I was covering my <laughs> saying, no, 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 don't tell me anything. I was like, uh, you're just so awesome. Because he was. I said, just go back to work. Let's just go back to work. I started shaking. Mm. And I grabbed my phone and I called the state. And I said, hey, you sent me someone from prison. And they said, oh, yeah, they're all actually all from prison. Oh, jeez. And I was like, what? But they were the best people I've ever had because they were part of that greater why that I was instilling in every day. And they were so passionate. They were mm. so on fire. They were dancing while playing music, making songs. It was so funny. I wish I would have taken video of that. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Apologies for interrupting your programming. But I have to tell you, the best investment you can make in yourself is one in which helps you acquire skills. You've probably heard people talk about, oh, just invest in yourself and you'll be successful. Yes, that's true to a degree, but you have to invest in skills that will ultimately help you achieve your desired results. And I think one of the best skills one can possess, be it an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, is the sales sword really knowing how to sell, utilizing pressure-free persuasion, which will make you more money and more impact. Now, if you want to know how to sell more efficiently and effectively, I just launched a sales course called The Proven Roadmap Process to Selling Millions of Dollars and Helping You to Increase Your Conversions Guaranteed. And you can get access to this new sales course that The Happy Hustle is launching at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. And if you act fast, you'll get it at the lowest price it'll ever be available because we are launching it and we want to gain amazing testimonials and social proof to further share this knowledge. So if you act fast, you can get it at the lowest price it'll ever be. That's at thehappyhustle.com forward slash sales. Now let's get back to this episode. But that made everything so much easier because wow. you, I was able to paint a picture of, of where we wanted to be as if it's now, if it's happened now. Mm. So they were part of, and that's how we grew from zero to over 535 people. Wow. Large, large company. That's, yeah. I mean, that is amazing. First of all, the fact that, you know, <laughs> I heard Ed Milet say this. Um, he's like, your why, your mission has to be big enough that others can put theirs inside of it, right? Like your your why and your mission has to be big enough that others can put theirs inside of it. And I was like, when you were talking, like yours was so big, I I think others can fit theirs inside of it. And I don't think enough people dream to the scale that, that really can create a movement. You know, it's, we oftentimes have self-limiting beliefs or we have things that hold mm -hmm. us back. And I just urge mm -hmm. all the happy hustlers to really just take stock right now and just think about your mission. And is it big enough for you to really create the movement that you desire? Or do you have to think bigger and be courageous, you know, like Maggie was. So, so that's so, so amazing. I know fast forward, you grew the company it was distributed by Walmart and Sam's Club and Whole Foods and many more, 30, over 38 states. And it, I mean, this was a multi-million dollar business. Like where it started, it just kind of morphed into this like this beast of a actual like fully functioning, scalable business. What was it like when it was at its peak and how I, this is something I, I don't think enough people know about, like when it comes time to actually selling a company, walk us through that process and maybe the, you know, the, the greatest lesson you learned from like preparing your business to sell. Uh huh. First of all, I thank you for that. That's a great question. I, it would have never gotten that big if it, if I didn't overcome personal blocks that I had first. Mm. And that was, my father telling me that I could never amount to anything, that I would die in prison, you know? Mm. And I think that my purpose was based on fear. And when you have fear attached to your purpose, you can only go so far. Mm. Um, Powerful. And 
the process, yeah, the process of really scaling that after that happened, including the letter that he wrote me a week before he passed, which he never recognized my success was pretty powerful. I think you, we read yeah. it at the event Yeah. Um, wow. where he was telling me he was so proud of me. I was, it's just unheard of. Um, every time I read that, it makes me so emotional. But when you are on purpose with intention and morning routines are so powerful because it's part of the visualization. It's something that you talk about that I done mm. since I was in the orphanage. When you are energetically aligned, truly, there are no limitations. Like literally the, the right people, places, and circumstances begin to align, manifest in your life. And the only response, the only job you have is to pay attention, to be mindful. And when those appear, take, take massive action because that's going to really take you even places where I really didn't even realize how big it was going to get, but because I was willing and able to open myself to um, the possibility, like my, my, my affirmations always say what I want in the present moment specifically, but I also add or something better mm-hmm. because if God, the universe has something better to show me, then I want to open to the possibilities of that. So the company just, blew up and it sold in, in 2015 to Campbell Soup with Garden Fresh for $231 million. And I never thought that that could be, I never even had that idea. Like the unit, God just brought that. And so being part of that whole experience is what it looked like. It's just having the right people beside you, you know, mm-hmm. um, manifesting the right people. I find that when I have an ask, I write it in my universe journal. <laughs> and it it happens because I I I am a magnet. Yeah, you know, I am a magnet. And having the right attorneys, having the right accountants, ha- having the right business appraisals, all those things were so important. Mm. And um, you don't have to know everything. You can always hire the people that know everything and can help you through the process yeah. of of achieving what you want to achieve. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned in life and in business is follow those who have done what you want to do and model them or get the people that need to work beside you to make your big dreams come to reality, which also become part of their dreams. And the more they become a part of their dreams also, the more fire it is to, to make something even bigger happen for what you have. Yeah. Yeah. So well said. I mean, bringing on those experts who complement your skill set. And I think that's something as an entrepreneur, we all have to look for like what our weaknesses are and identify those and then fill those gaps with qualified individuals. I am curious if it's okay to go a little deeper here, because this is a question I get regularly is like, do I give away equity in my company for these experts? Or do I like hire them as mm-hmm. freelancers? What did you do? Did you retain like full equity ownership or did you dilute your shares as you brought on these people who complemented your business to ultimately grow it? No, I just, I just sold it straight out. And oh, you owned all of it? A lot of people it? ask me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of people ask me. Yes. A lot of people ask me, well, it's your baby. Are you afraid? Like, how are you going to? let it go. And I really believe that I I believe and I said my to myself that it's time to let go because when you let go, you open yourself for bigger and greater things. Mm-hmm. And the moment that my father passed, I knew that my company was just a stepping to, stepping stone for something bigger. I just didn't know what that bigger was. Mm. And when that manifested in the form of becoming a motivational speaker and helping other people inspire Mm. Uh, others as well, but also focus on the bigger picture, which is um, because I really believe that life always brings you full circle. And I don't know if you've ever read the book by Paulo Coelho, uh, the alchemist, and he, he starts and he comes. Same thing happens to every one of us. We just might not recognize it or know it, but I came from an orphanage and I had these nightmares and these things that there's a lot of things, bad things that happen. And I always had these dreams that I would come back and 
save all of them and could fly away, but I would only end up saving five because I could only carry five. And these were my dreams that turned into nightmares because I couldn't save and rescue them. Well, when I sold my company and I ended up going back and rescuing 31 kids and part of those were the ones that I grew up with that were about to be sold to a drug cartel for human sex trafficking. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for my, my choices. Mm. because you don't know until you actually see with your eyes to see the eyes of these little kids, girls and boys that are really, really little that are being affected by this. Mm. You have like, like you're willing to give your life, but I'm so thankful for what I've overcome in my choices because I was able to create something to be able to help them. And, um, that's that to me is that if if I could say if you if you would ask me today what what's the thing that's that that you believe has made you the most successful in life and I would say the fact that I've been able to go back and and be able to help and rescue and and really be a vehicle to prevent something like worse to happen to these kids like that's my greatest accomplishment not the salsa company. Mm. Not anything that I've done for myself, but being able to save another, uh, like a little kid's life, you know, Um, that's my greatest accomplishment. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, what a powerful journey. And I can fully like empathize with just the, the joy of being able to save lives, especially lives that probably didn't have any hope, you know, like, I think, like, I can only imagine, you know, these kids and what they're going through. And then to have you who went through it and overcame it, to come back and Mm -hmm. save them. And I know you're continuously doing this. This isn't like a one and done, you know, Mm -hmm. trip to Mexico that you saved kids. It's like, this is part of your mission. Talk to us about that now. and, And what is, maybe a way that the happy hustlers can get involved. Do you have a nonprofit that is actively doing this? Do you have a way that the happy hustlers can maybe support or I'd love to just give you an opportunity to shed awareness on your cause. Absolutely. There's uh, so the orphanage that I grew up and we are fully supporting them and they're called give new life. And they, the funds go through a, a nonprofit in the U S called uh, heart ministries and um, I, I just started my foundation. We had to change the name. It, it was a biblical name, Matthew twenty five thirty three. You know the the part that says, "I gave you, you know, I, I saw you that you were hungry. I gave you to eat, and all that." But the Mexican government didn't allow us to use anything religious because of the mm. um, they're trying to crack down on stuff in Mexico that are you know money mm. money laundering and all that kinds of stuff and nonprofits. So. Um, the foundation is called Your Purpose Is You because everybody has a purpose yeah. within you. You just have to figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. And we are, we, it's almost in the stages of being completely done. Uh, when that's done, we're going to also be going through Heart Ministries to to be able to continue to do the impact and the work. And uh, we are helping young adults with drug addiction as well mm-hmm. and recovery and programs. We're helping so many other foundations that are feel that, very close to our hearts, but the main one is orphanages and kids rescuing kids from human sex trafficking. That's what we're focusing on the most. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, I mean, what a noble cause I have donated to, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, OUR operation underground railroad and some of, some of those, um, but yes. you know, it's just so powerful to hear your, your cause. And definitely, I hope everyone checks out, your purpose is you, you know, and, and really, do you have a website up right now or is it in the process? Um, It's in the process. So if you look at my website, you'll see Matthew 25, 33 still there because we just heard last week that we had to change it. So we created all the logos, everything. (laughs) So it's in the process. Okay. Amazing. Well, what a powerful journey. I have really enjoyed just connecting with you and I'm excited to collaborate, connect with you further. 
I do want to ask you a couple of the more traditional happy hustle questions that I ask all my guests, if uh-huh. that's okay. Um, Absolutely. These are tips, tools, tactics. I like to deem them happy hustle hacks. And in a couple of different disciplines, you know, in order to happy hustle in any regard, you have to have your health. And I know nutrition and food is a big part of your story. What would you say Uh is maybe a a happy hustle hack when it comes to health? Maybe something you do that's a little unique in this arena Uh that we could uh, that we could deem a happy hustle hack. Well, I have many. And as a matter of fact, every morning when I wake up, I have a routine. And the first thing that I say is my incantation. But as far as health wise, I, I believe starting with mind, your mind and mindset is leads to actually improvements in health. Because mm. if you believe that you <clears throat> you feel better, look better, you become that. But you also have to support it with action. And um, I have <laughs> I have an infrared sauna. I have a cold plunge pool, thirty five nice. degrees. I have a PEMF machine. I have a nice. infrared light. I have hot tub. I have so many different things. But every morning, I at least choose two. And uh, especially the the PEMF machine, the Yugo, yep. uh, Tony Robbins calls yep. it the electric taco. Yep. Um, and it's so powerful. It really energizes you. So that's what I do. But um, the the three things that I think are the most important as far as life force goes is what you eat, how much sleep you get, quality of sleep you get, yeah, and what you do to exercise your body to to give more. And that gives you so much more energy. Without those, I wouldn't be able to function yeah. successfully. No. Yeah. I mean, well said. I'm big into, you know, quote unquote, biohacking and, and all those different modalities that you uh-huh. recommended. So I, I think it's just, if you are going to achieve greatness in any capacity or happy hustle, you know, your dream reality, you have to have health a part of the equation. So I love that. Let's talk about money. I think Money is a tool. It's a frequency. It makes you more of who you truly are. You've been able to do amazing things with money because you have it. Um, Do you have a happy hustle hack when it comes to money, like uh, something you do to save or invest or spend wisely, or maybe a way to make more of it if the happy hustlers are in that stage of growth and attracting abundance? Do you have something here that you could share as a happy hustle hack? I the, The biggest thing that I could say and it's not really, it's not even material because like, money is just an energy. Mm. Is that if you believe you're worth having a certain amount, that's what you get. Yeah. Even if you ask something bigger to someone, to a company, to hire you for something or to speak at, you know, and you ask for something bigger than you think you're worth, you're not going to get it. So energetically, you have to match. I had to step into something, uh, someone that was at a different level in order to be able to succeed at the capacity that you do. Mm. Uh, and with that comes, you know, the manifestation of the right people to learn from because I'm still learning. I'm still growing. And then uh, there's one thing with money, too, is that you can easily lose it. And it could be a block also. A lot of a lot of people who come to me for business coaching nine times out of 10, the reason why they have a block is not because of their business, but it's because something that's blocking them from success from the past, including childhood. Mm -hmm. So um, when you are able to have the courage to go back and look at your life and work through those things, you open the floodgates and all the abundance begins to come. It's like magic, but I've seen it for myself and my clients. It's truly unbelievable. Mm. Um, and it's got to start right here inside you. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that's around you is a, by, it's a byproduct of what you've become. That's what mm. I can say. But mindset, mind, your mind is everything. Mm. Powerful. So well said. Because I think a lot of people don't go back and heal and and work through those blocks. And they just keep getting the same results in reality mm-hmm. because they haven't re mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's recategorized those emotions or those beliefs but you do have to do the work and go back and uh, just address mm-hmm. them i think to become the greatest version of yourself so really powerful can stuff i tell here. you can i tell you a limiting belief that i have yeah. 
please. I overcame this last week. I'm not joking. Wow. Like last week. So it came to me and it triggered me for some reason. And I can't remember the trigger, but when I get triggered, I feel really hot and like, like I feel like something's not right. My system kind of gets thrown off and I decided to sit down and listen, meditate. And what came to me was you're not valuable. And I traced it back to my childhood where I was not seen. Uh, and then to be seen, I try to give away everything I had only to find that I'd left an empty hole because nobody appreciated what I gave, but I really love those things, but I want people to be happy. Um, I wasn't recognized. Like if I did everything, how they asked me to do it in the orphanage and even better to try to like, Hey, you'll notice me. And I wouldn't get noticed. Right. So I'm not valuable and mm. how it trickled down. And I really looked at my life and the impact it's done in my life. And I decided to sit down and I asked God, the universe, help me replace this limiting belief with something different mm. so that I can get up. And I'm not going to get up until I know and it feels like it's strong enough that I've overcome it. Mm. And what came to me was this. Okay, limiting belief, I'm not valuable. The, the, the new belief that came was, are you ready? Please. The universe chose you. Oh, wow. In this time and space. Yeah. That threw everything out the table of the past. Mm -hmm. And I'm here present with you today, feeling more exhilarated, happy, and hustling yeah. at a level that's even bigger than I've ever thought because of that one thing. Oh, I love it. I mean, and... You know, just to echo that point, so I had a limiting belief that we worked through at the mastermind, which was the fear of judgment. And I always felt judged and I was always insecure about, not always, but I will say like the judgment of others really largely dictated because I always wanted to be liked. I just, you know, really wanted uh -huh. to be that person that people liked. And and I think one that was one of my, that was one of my insecurities slash you know, beliefs that was held, holding me back from being the greatest version of myself. And even if I was polarizing, you know, just to mm -hmm. be vulnerable like that, I think has held me back in a lot of regards. And I think, I hope all the happy hustlers like realize like the work doesn't stop. Even if you have a massive exit in your company or you have, you know, success, quote unquote, like you can constantly develop yourself and work through some of these beliefs. And I just think, you know, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us because I know how important it is to have, you know, that self work and, and to do the work and, and it's, it takes bravery and courage. So thank you. Yes. Let's talk yes. about and, spiritual. And you don't, forgive, people. Oh, you don't forgive people one time. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it takes thousands of times mm. because a scar is a scar. Yeah. So sometimes you have to continue. And I've done that. I have to continue to do it. Yeah. No matter how yeah. hard pa the past was. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. I mean, I could go for, for hours. Maybe we'll have to have you round two, just like break down the mindset, you know, and just like get into that because I think the, the audience would really, you know, resonate and it's just super valuable. Um, I do want to ask you about spirituality though, just like a happy hustle hack in this arena, because I know you believed in something bigger than yourself. I know you connect to a higher power. And I think it's just so important on your entrepreneurial journey and this journey of life. If you want to be yes. the most fulfilled, joyous, you know, abundant person, you have to have some type of faith. Do you have a happy hustle hack in this arena, something that you do to connect to a higher power that you could share? So my under, I actually became a, a minister in the unity um, movement and I don't practice anymore. But I found that I've evolved even the man-made dogma, per se, um, to for me to use the word God is even uh, man-made in a way. I believe that God is so much bigger than a word or a, a, a saying. It's something that we can't even fathom mm. uh, of, of how powerful and how big it is. But I know I'm a part of it. And... 
as long as I am mindful and grounded to remember, to remember that there's a purpose bigger than myself while I'm in this time and space and that I'm connected to that purpose. And so long as I hear my calling and stay connected to that journey, um, which is my why, it's all, everything is energy and everything is connected. Um, who you are is always a reflection of everything that's around yeah. you. And it's part of that, that uh, bigger spiritual thing uh, that we can't even understand or fathom because, and if I tried to understand all that, my head would probably explode. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but being mindful and, and, understanding how energy works is not just a material thing or something that you can't even see. Energy is a lot like God, like how we call God, because we can't see it, but it's very much felt. Mm. And you are a light. Uh, you, are, you are a light to the world and people feel you. That's why you attract the people that you attract. And that's God light. That's mm. universal light, right? So it's present in all of us. And if we choose to hone that and, and expand it and work and have it work for us and through us, then it, it's, it becomes a lot more serving and to the purpose that we're here to do in this time and space. Yeah. Ooh. Amen. <laughs> all, to all of that. I love it. So powerful. <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever you believe it, just believe in something bigger than yourself and know that you are a frequency or an energy and your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. So yeah. man, this is amazing, Maggie. I do want to put you through the rapid fire round and we'll wrap this interview up. So these are just random questions that I okay. like to like to ask that yeah. I just hope that you answer. Honestly, first things that come to mind, are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Favorite food. Go. Uh, tacos. <laughs> Favorite movie. Ah, uh. I don't have a favorite movie. What one do you like? Anything that's super, super packed, uh, inspirational wise, like anything inspirational, okay. uh, Marvel movies, you know, also like I love, I love superheroes. Nice. <laughs> okay. Favorite book. Uh, the Mastery of Love from Don Miguel Ruiz. First book I've ever heard, uh, read from cover to cover and it changed my life. Mm. What's your spirit animal? The horse. Best business advice. Uh, really get serious about understanding and knowing your why. Everything mm. else emanates from that. Three things you're most grateful for. Right now, you. <laughs> right now, I'm alive and I'm breathing. Right now, I'm grateful that I'm about to eat a beautiful lunch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with, with your last piece of content on it, what does that billboard read? It says, every day that when you wake up, you all have two choices. You either let life control you or you take control of your life. What is that going to be? What is mm. it going to be? Crush that rapid fire on Maggie. And I just want to take a moment. <laughs> to acknowledge you. Thank you so much for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, your unapologetic self, your inspiring journey. I just am so grateful for you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was amazing. Where can people go to learn more about you? And I know you also have a really cool um, opportunity for women who want to potentially get into speaking. Can you just kind of give us some links for that? Yes. So it's maggiecook.com and it's Maggie with one G. So it's, I, I re, uh, did my name after I sold my company cause I wanted a rediscovery. So it's M A G I E C O O K.com. And, um, people can go there. That's my speaking site, but you can also go to speakermastery.com. And that's a, a place where you can join a, a Facebook group for free and you get all kinds of stuff about how to speak on stages, how to get hired to pay and get paid to speak. It's a really powerful group and I've attracted amazing women and I'm so excited. I might open it to a group of men, uh, but I felt like I had to niche down to really, you know, yeah. uh, and it's been transformational, the results and the, and the energy and the synergy in there. It's amazing. So love great, that. Two great spots. 
<laughs> okay, maggiecook.com with one G. We'll link it all up. And then speakermastery.com. This has been so phenomenal, Maggie. Thank you again. Last question. What does happy hustling mean to you? Oh, it means staying in the present because it's very hard to do being in the rat race. And, you know, a lot of people run on autopilot. Mm. Uh, and, and just knowing that you must really ask yourself, what is my intention? Like, what's your intention for the day? Like, that's my happy, happy hustling because now I create a, a, the, the steps to happy hustle to get to where I, what I want to accomplish for that day. Ah, love that. Mike, <laughs> Mike drop. Seriously. Maggie Cook, this has been <laughs> phenomenal. Thank you all for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love, everyone. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance and your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my therapist. Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable. And it actually is made by a family owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast. You can just go to therasage.com. And you could just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually... You know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes. So your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym, potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks. Those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Now let's get back to this episode. Real quick, I just want to share with you something that is near and dear to my heart. See, as a proud American, when I heard this stat, I was floored. 22 veterans actually take their own lives every single day, according to the Department of Veteran Affairs. And that's 22 too many. So the cause of veteran suicide prevention is one in which I am just all behind with all my might. And I think you should be as well. And that is why my friend, Mr. William Brandon, 26-year Navy SEAL veteran, started the company Naked Warrior Recovery. And it was created with the clear initiative to develop premium products to support physical and mental recovery through innovation and excellence. And two of my favorite products from Naked Warrior Recovery is Navy SEAL CBD Energy Drink. This stuff helps with energy and focus. It has 75 milligrams of caffeine, kind of like a cup of coffee, but it has 12.5 milligrams of CBD. And we're not talking just any CBD. We're talking premium quality, USDA, organic grown CBD. See, they are actually third-party tested. They're veteran-owned and operated, and they come with a money-back guarantee plus free shipping. And this is my go-to pre-workout lately. I got to say, it really is delicious and nutritious, and it gets you going, as well as Naked Warrior Recovery's cool 
recovery muscle and joint rub. And this stuff is really great after a hard workout or after a long hike, you can put it on, you know, those sore spots and it really helps your body recovery. So you guys actually get the hookup for watching and listening to Happy Hustle. You can go to NW Recovery and use code HAPPY to save yourself some moolah off of not just the Navy SEAL CBD energy drinks, not just the muscle and joint rub, but everything on their website. And you got to just love the mission behind NW Recovery. Actually, they donate a portion of their proceeds to fight veteran suicide and just increase the prevention of this terrible tragedy. So go to NakedWarriorRecovery.com, use code HAPPY, save yourself some money, get some great products and support an amazing cause today. All right, now let's get back to this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Peace.